This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We understand that some of our opinions will not be shared with many people and hope you can still bear with us in order to hear amazing Wisconsin-based stories. We are not licensed therapists or able to give legal advice by any means. Our show notes will provide all of our source materials included for each episode. Now Now on on to to the the show. Welcome back to All the Sins of Wisconsin. I am Fallon and I'm here with Mims. Hello. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was so excited. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. If you guys just heard a crack before in the intro song, that was my neck. (laughs) I'm having a weird thing going on with my neck today. I've cracked it like five times. I don't think it's normal. Here I am. I think you need a massage. I think I need to go to a chiropractor. Or a chiropractor. Yeah. I need to get aligned. Yeah. I got some neck problems and I don't like it. Probably from sitting at the desk and looking at a computer. Yeah, I think so too. Is your computer at work up high? This is my computer. So no. No. You need a laptop stand. I know. I've been thinking about that. I should probably get that. Because, yeah, you're right. I'm probably going to start doing this and I'm going to look like a hunchback. Yeah. Nobody likes that. (laughs) Nobody likes that. No. Okay, give me the story. Give me the deets. Okay, so I'm like talk about current events at the beginning. Yeah, this was not this last weekend, but the weekend before. I'm going to leave my house mm. and a couple of blocks away. And now people around here will know where I live. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of blocks away, I see all of these police. My son is like, Mom. All of the police are down the street. Oh my god. So I look and that really might be all of the police. There's at least eight squad cars that I could see from my porch. Yeah. And <clears throat> then I ran back in the house to get something because I was trying to leave. And then I saw one go like zooming down the block right by my house. Yeah. And my son was like, I just saw a cop running down the street with the medical bag. Like oh. something happened. Yeah. And I was like, well, what is going on? Yeah. But I had to leave. So I left, and then I look on the scanner page, because I'm nosy. Well, I mean. And it's right by my house. That's why it's there. Yeah. And the scanner page said that there was a fight. Okay. In a parking lot. There was a fight. And that somebody was stabbed. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was upset about that. I was like, dang, like kids walk there oh, it's right by my house yeah. like what is going on people are getting stabbed yeah and i messaged my mom like and my mom messaged me back like 20 minutes later and she's like oh my god he didn't get stabbed they cut his throat oh my god so oh my somebody god. got their throat cut the perpetrator who was running from the police was over 60 years old oh my god so it was an old people fight oh oh they might have been homeless. Yeah. Because there are some homeless people that live over in that area. I think I know where you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, between a couple of buildings. Yeah. They live there. And 
Yeah, one of them. They're, it sounded like they were fighting over a backpack. I don't know if somebody tried to steal the other one's belongings or what happened. But the guy, somebody has been charged and he did get caught. But oh. he did take off on the police. Because oh. on this scanner page, it said the police are in pursuit of the suspect on foot. And then I found out he was like 65. Oh He's my like God. a grizzly old man. Ugh. Like, definitely not, like, a normal... No, not a normal 65-year-old no, person. No, like, on the streets, 65. He, right. Yeah, yeah, that's a different 65. Yeah, he looked like 102. <laughs> <laughs> but he still tried to take off on the police. I was going to say, he's doing really good for 102 if he's running and shit and stabbing people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really intense to be able to process that in your head that I'm gonna stab somebody or slit somebody's throat and you're just okay with that I don't I don't have the mental capacity of that see the stabbing I was like oh you know they got in a fight and just like a little poke (laughs) and that was in my mind oh my god just a little poke (laughs) I just decided in my mind oh my god then I'm like no this is a whole other level yeah and then you know my mom was like you should really move to Kimberly Appleton is unsafe. I feel like you would not <laughs> like Kimberly like, at all. I was all. like, not my vibe. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm okay with the random stabbings as long as I'm not involved. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but I haven't let my kids go to the store in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's probably themselves. for the best. Yeah, like, mm, That stinks. You can't walk yeah. home from school for a couple weeks. Yeah, that's really sketch. That's it really is. sketch. And it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Because it's like, where can we go? Like, we were just talking about that. Yeah. Where can you go? Where Nowhere. is safe? Yeah. Nowhere. There's been so much violence lately. Mm, yeah. People are just angry. So angry. Mm-hmm. Like I go to the store all the time and there's this boy that works at the store and he's always upset about somebody being mean to him. I like, I oh. go and give up therapy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how are you? Oh. You know, you always say like, oh, how's your day going? Yeah. This is like a serious, in-depth conversation every time. Right. Oh. Because well, people are being mean. I'm glad he has you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's just young. Like, how, I don't understand being mean to, like, customer service people in general. Never. But when they're, they're young. When they're little kids they're, just like, trying. they're, teenagers trying to make some money. How about like, this? We have, uh, there's businesses closing because they cannot have staffing. Yeah. How about you're not rude to the people that are actually mm-hmm. showing up for work doing the best that they can? How about yeah. that? Especially, like, the nice ones. Yeah. Some people are rude while they're at work, and they're a little bit harder to be patient with, but... And if they're grouchy, just give them some slack. They're probably doing two to three other people's jobs, so... Mm, That is so true. Yeah, relax, people. Yeah, I always try to smile at people, tell them I hope they're having a good day. Oh, you're sweet. I always want to leave people better than you find them. Oh, look at you. (laughs) (laughs) I have a hard time relating to that. I I at least do try to smile. (laughs) So there's that. <laughs> I am really talkative. I talk. Oh. People tell me their whole life story. I'm like, how are you doing? <laughs> You're like, you know, this one time when I was 12. <laughs> They're like, no, people do that to me. I'll be like, how are you? And then yeah. they'll be like, well, you yeah. don't believe what happened yesterday. <laughs> you have just besties like, at the corner store. I do. Yeah. I know everybody everywhere <laughs> in the whole vicinity in my neighborhood. Everybody that works at every place. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Yeah. At least you're like the cool mom around town. I like to think so. Yeah, I think so. 
I don't know if my kids think so. Well, they're wrong. The young ones do right now. Because, like, I have loud music. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a regular mom. You're a cool mom. Yeah. I have a cool car and I have loud music. And I let my kid turn it up when he goes to school to show off to his friends. That's always a treat, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, there's a TikTok video and it's, like, when your hood dad picks you up from school and, like, the bass is just bumping. Yeah. And I'm like... I'm that mom. I'd get picked up by my <laughs> mom, and she would be playing like church music. I'm oh, like, that that's scary. Yeah, she's, church music scares me. Yeah, I was just talking <laughs> to Jake about how there's uh, church rap. Yes, and I'm like, no, don't do that. It's I bad know enough. That does Christian rap. Mm, I'm not with it. I prefer selling dope and shooting people rap. <laughs> and shaking ass. Shaking ass, thongs, strippers. Yes, I but like stripper music. Me too. It's my go-to. I like to shake it. Me too. Even if it's just like in my living room, I like to shake it. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I do a lot of twerking in the kitchen. <laughs> while I'm making dinner. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a sight right there. <laughs> my kids are highly impressed. <laughs> Like, I have the weirdest mom. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else? (laughs) No, I think that's a good image to leave. (laughs) Both of us just shaking ass randomly. I love it. I love it. (laughs) You can go first. Oh, I'm giving you the, the rights. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Today, I am going to tell the story of the murder of 19-year-old Ashley Love in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, I got my information from Project Cold Case and, of course, from Reddit, which Mm -hmm. I love Reddit. Yes. Even though I can get, like, sucked in for days. Yeah, well, what else do you got going on? Like, 900 things. (laughs) (laughs) This story is absolutely crazy. Okay. So, on October 5th, 2009, Ashley Love spent the day working and then spent the evening watching a Packer game with her family. Does get any more Wisconsin than that? So Wisconsin. Then at 1.55 a.m. on October 6th, while Ashley Love was asleep in her bed in her family home on the 4900 block of North 64th Street, An intruder broke into the home and shot Ashley in her face while she slept. Oh, my God. Yeah. It doesn't get any scarier than that to me. No. Public murders are one thing. Yeah. They're scary. They make you not want to go places. Yeah. But when it's in your home. That's why I said you're you're not not safe anywhere. And I didn't say, but your home. Right. Nowhere. Nowhere. Not even in your own goddamn bed. No. And this is why I have insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep with a, a rifle right next to my bed, and I sleep real good. Yeah. Well, I also, like, lock all of my doors. I lock all of my doors and windows. Mm-hmm. You have to. I check them. I have. To make sure my kids don't unlock them. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. That is I a mean, because they'll, like, run outside and they don't care. <laughs> they have no worries. They have no fears. Right. No. Why should they? I mean, I try to make them. <laughs> <laughs> Install fear. <laughs> Get 
you imagine? Like I have a whole podcast about murder. Do you understand what goes on in the world? Do you know what we should do? We should do like hiding in the closet, scaring tactics on them so that they're prepared at every turn. You want to hear something funny? We do it with my Absolutely. daughter. So my 13-year-old daughter is very small. She weighs like 70 pounds. Yeah. And she is teeny tiny. And I always tell her that I don't like her going outside by herself because she's an easy kidnapping target. Oh, because yeah. you can seriously pick her up with one arm. Yeah. Like, without a problem. Yeah. And so, when my husband wakes them up in the morning, sometimes he does kidnapping drills. He rolls her up in a blanket and <laughs> matches her up. Oh, my God. <laughs> she hates it so much. He's like, do you see how easy it is to take you? It, okay. She's like, you are crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy, but it's necessary. It's a necessary crazy <laughs> that every child needs to have in their home <laughs> to be rolled up in a blanket and snatched. <laughs> you need to be prepared, honestly. I think they would bring her back because she's really mean. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, she you would know talk what? about them. <laughs> it's like, why are you so ugly? She would. She would. She would yeah, they're right. ugly. She would criticize their kidnapping techniques. Right. Right. She'd be like, you don't even know anything about this. <laughs> Like, You're doing a really shitty job right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to teach you how to properly kidnap someone? <laughs> I can see it. Well, you know, at least there's that for her. Yeah. She's Sagittarius like us. Mm. We're hard. We are. <laughs> so, yes, you're not safe anywhere. No. If you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to Ashley. Yeah. So, Ashley had graduated from Pius 11 High School with honors in the spring of 2009. That is a bougie Christian school. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And after that, she went on to work at Arby's in the food court at the mall while she explored her future options. Okay. She was still living at home with her mother, Tammy, her father, Joe, and her two brothers. So, on the morning of October 6th, Ashley's mom reports waking up with a jolt, but being unsure of why. She jumped out of bed and came face-to-face -face with the suspect and his gun. She then saw him running with his face covered with a bandana and the shotgun in his hand, and he fled through their backyard. So, Tammy screamed for Joe to go check on Ashley, and Joe found her lifeless body and began screaming, too. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, like, waking up and then seeing a random person. Oh, my God. I would definitely have had a gun in my hand, though. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. I would have had a weapon of some sort, even if it's, like, me holding my dog. Just, like... Oh, my dogs are insane. There'd be no <laughs> getting in my house without them going completely fucking bananas. Yeah. See, that's why it's so necessary to have a dog. Mm -hmm. I fully support and advocate everybody to have a dog. They're there for moral and safety support. Yeah. My chihuahuas can't really do anything to anybody, but... <laughs> no, no I, I'm scared of chihuahuas. I don't know what you're talking about, but they're okay. vicious. My five-pound chihuahua is a psychopath. Yeah, that's he what I'm saying. He only loves me. Mm, see, and that's even scarier. So, yeah. And they hear everything. Yeah. Like, somebody tried to break into my car one day. <gasps> In front of our house, just like, you know, snatching change out or whatever. I think it was it was some teenagers. Oh, wow. But the dog started barking, and then my son saw them, and he chased them off. Oh, my God. But, yeah. But, see, there just you go. Just in the neighborhood, my dogs heard them. Like, somebody is too close to my house. Chihuahua is just saving the day. Yes. I love it. They're psychopaths. Yeah, they are. They're really scary. 
<laughs> and meanwhile, I have a 70-pound dog that wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Big dogs are always, like, cuddly. Yeah. And so, as the investigation into this began, the police quickly ruled burglary out as a motive because nothing was missing from the home. So, this led the police to believe that Ashley was specifically targeted. And apparently, nobody else in the house heard the gunshot. And to me, this sounded super weird because shotguns are really fucking loud. Yeah. And I'm a super light sleeper. Like, if the kids leave the faucet on, it's going to wake me up. Kind of light sleeper. Wow. That sucks. But according to the comments on Reddit, apparently people sleep through a lot of things, like tornadoes, car crashes. I can vouch for that. Do do you remember the tornado that happened... I think it was like 2014 or something like that. Yeah. I slept through that shit. Hmm. Yeah. You just woke up and everything was fucked up? Yes. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was awake. No, I was asleep. (laughs) (laughs) My kids were asleep. And they got mad because I didn't um, wake them up. Well. Yeah. No. So... We'll get back to the part where nobody hearing about it later because people have so much to say about it. Yeah, I mean, I have some thoughts. Okay. So investigators have reported they do not believe that this is a random act, but they have never named a suspect or a motive. Okay. The intruder did wear a bandana covering the lower half of his face, but Tammy was able to provide a description to police. She described the man as Hispanic, around 20 years old, and of average height and build. She said he had short, spiked black hair, and he was wearing a dark zippered jacket. So investigators quickly began looking into all of Ashley's friends, acquaintances, social media contacts, but they were unable to find anyone that matched the description that Tammy gave. I thought it was really weird to be in Milwaukee and not know, not have one friend or acquaintance or social media contact that was Hispanic. <laughs> Yeah, no, that doesn't really happen, I don't think. Doesn't that seem weird? That doesn't seem really weird. Okay. That's like, like being here and not having one white person friend. Near- <laughs> <laughs> I do know some people that are just like, I don't mess with white people. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, okay, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I am too, I don't know. I guess she did go to a bougie Christian school. Yeah, maybe. But it still seemed weird to me. But she you worked, worked at, at Arby's. Arby's. Oh, my God! That was great. It was. <laughs> you could tell we've been spending more time together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, in December of 2009, which is like a few months after all this, investigators announced that they believed that Ashley had been secretly corresponding with a mystery man. Oh. Whoever this man is had met with Ashley on multiple occasions. Police had seen... People who had seen the two interact, police didn't see them. People did. (laughs) (laughs) People who saw the two interact said it seemed like Ashley did not want anyone to know about the pair's connection. Even Ashley's closest friends report not knowing anything about the relationship and thinking it was really weird that she wouldn't tell them since she normally told them everything. To me, this sounded like he was probably older. Or married. Or married. Or both. Or both, yeah. 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 Well, and you know, it's not anybody's business, so. 
It's not. That's a really good point. You don't have to tell everybody all your business. No. I know I don't. Me either. (laughs) We just tell you guys what we want you to know. Yeah. (laughs) As for the mystery man, the police said that he worked in construction. And there were reports of Ashley getting into a blue pickup truck in the months before her murder. But... These reports, whoever told the police this, these reports were not substantiated. Like, there was no evidence. But I don't know who these nosy people are that are like, yeah, I've seen her get into a blue pickup truck. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably, like, the neighbor lady across the street, and she's, like, using her binoculars at all times and just, Mm -hmm. like, the neighborhood watch person. I'm going to be that lady. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We got to live in the same neighborhood so that you can always keep me up to date on the on the stuff that's going on. I usually know everything that's going on in my neighborhood. <laughs> well, during COVID, I did. That's too much. Because my desk was right in front of my window. Oh, and yeah. It was upstairs, so mm-hmm. I could see, like, the whole neighborhood, and it was COVID. Right. What else are you doing? So I knew everything everybody was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Not now. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> So, despite all of these efforts by police, they were unable to determine who the man was, which I think they're lying. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Because how do you know that there was a man? You know that he works in construction. Right. You know there's a blue truck, but you don't have any idea who it is. You narrowed down the job and the vehicle, but not the man. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Seems a little sus. Yeah. So, in early 2020, this case began to get more press in the Milwaukee area because some people close to the family were working on a podcast to help solve the murder. The podcast was to be called Love and Justice, but it doesn't seem to have been released yet. Like, I checked out their Facebook page, and I had previously tried to determine if they were still working on starting a podcast i had messaged their facebook page but i never received a reply because mm. it was on the news it was like so i think that's suspect as well yeah it is so if you guys happen to listen to this you can tell us why you haven't started your podcast yeah because yeah they had a whole segment on the news about how there was renewed interest in the case and they were hoping to get it solved through this podcast and it was supposed to come out at the beginning of 2020 wow and nothing Nothing. Hmm. And still, there's a Facebook page. There's a website. Nothing. No updates. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Right. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And they obviously don't answer their messages. Yeah. Or they don't like me. Rude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just come on here and piss people off. <laughs> well, you know what? Y'all can leave. <laughs> so... And there's a lot of theories about this, okay. of course. So I go through the comments on Reddit to figure out what, what the people think. That's going to be like a lot to go through. It is. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm here for it. <laughs> I am here for I want to hear all of the tea. Sometimes you'll get people that are like related to people. Oh. Like in the previous case that I did, yeah. the previous episode, there was like family members in the comments. Mm. Like I'm her cousin and... Wow. Sharing information. I never think to go on Reddit and to comment. No? Mm-mm. No. Do you comment? No. <laughs> Not really. I just read them. You're just there for I it. Just, I'm just there for it. Sometimes I'll <laughs> like them if it's, like, really insightful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. I got a job on Reddit once. 
what how do you like do a that podcast editing job oh okay well that makes sense yeah good for you thank you <laughs> i do random things yeah <laughs> So, one of the big things that people want to know is how did the killer know which room was hers? Yeah. But my thing is, they're like, okay, he had to have been in the home before. So, they assume it's somebody that knows the family because otherwise, how would they know where her room is? Mm -hmm. But if the family doesn't wake up to a fucking shotgun being fired, they're probably not waking up to a creeper creeping around their house. No. Yeah. I feel like he was just walking around opening doors, which is extra creepy. Yeah, that is really creepy. Yeah. So nobody's going to sleep anymore. No. Yeah. So that that's my explanation for that. And then there's tons, tons and tons of comments about how it had to have been drug related. And I really think people watch too many movies. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't know any drug dealers that would go into someone's house while their entire family is sleeping to kill somebody about money or drugs. Like, wouldn't they want that to be like a like a statement killing? Isn't that what people do for drugs? Statement killings? Is that a thing? I mean, they like do it to to say, "Hey, don't mess with me. I'm gonna kill you," and then they do it out in the open, and then they're like, "See, I told you not to mess with me." Yeah, I I could see that. Yeah. This just seems very strange. It does. And there's also theories about gang activity, which I was laughing when I was reading some of these comments. Yeah. Like, you could tell a lot of these people aren't in touch with reality. Yeah. So, I don't think that white girls from private schools who work at mall food courts are generally great gang member material. (laughs) I don't think so either. I wouldn't trust her in my gang. No, and she just looks innocent. Yeah. Like, she rarely had makeup on in her pictures. Like, she was just still young and innocent. Yeah. She wasn't, like, a thugged-out drug dealer chick. No. Unless she was dating, like, a a, a drug-dealing guy. Oh, white girls love that. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. But I don't think he was working in construction and driving a blue pickup truck then. No, he'd be, like, in a Cadillac or something. At least I would be. <laughs> I would be in a Cadillac with a bag phone. <laughs> right. So, I don't also know a lot of drug dealers. This sounds like I know a lot of drug dealers. <laughs> I'm talking about, I've said numerous times, I don't know drug dealers that do this or drug dealers that do this. <laughs> Let me clarify, I don't hang out with a whole bunch of drug dealers, but I have worked in a lot of criminal defense cases, okay, and yes. I do know a lot of drug dealers. That's valid. That's so valid. I do know drug dealers in real life, too. I don't hang out with them right now. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. We all know drug dealers. Yeah. Even if it's just weed. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know any that carry shotguns. You're not, like, running around the streets with a shotgun in your hand. That's... It's not concealable. No. It's not practical. No. It only holds two... Barrels. Two shots. Two shots. Well, I mean, we have a shotgun that holds five, I think, but that is incredibly wow. heavy. Yeah, that's crazy. We have a semi-automatic shotgun. Hmm. It's it's a lot. That sounds very intense. It is very intense. I shot it one time. <laughs> it's not my thing. Like, <laughs> I don't love this. No, no, no. And I wouldn't carry it around with me. No. 
you just need a pistol to carry around, and that's it. Drug dealers carry pistols, guys. Yeah. They do not carry automatic machine guns in the movies. or uh, Absolutely not. Random shotguns. Have you ever heard of the songs with the Glocks? That's what they have. Yes. Glocks. Yeah, Glocks. My kids are watching Mindy all weekend, and now they keep talking about pulling a Glock out of your bag. So. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody hears my children saying that, they don't really have a Glock. They just watch Medea. <laughs> 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 they just watch Medea all weekend. <laughs> so then there's another theory that maybe the person had the wrong house, which does seem incredibly reckless. Yeah. But it could be a possible, I guess, because houses in that area look really similar. Yeah. And it's likely that the perpetrator came through the backyard since mm. that's the way he left. Right. So that theory would be, like, they went in the wrong house, they were looking around, and she woke up. Um, so they panicked oh, and shot. And oh. then they ran. That does and, seem plausible. And maybe they didn't shoot the mom because <clears throat> it's a shotgun and they might have only loaded one shell. Right. Or, yeah. You know, that's that's not too far-fetched. I think it's more likely than a drug deal yeah. going wrong. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because I don't see anybody giving enough drugs to a girl working at Arby's to be worth killing her over. You're not going to, like, give her a brick of cocaine no. and be like, here, you want to sell this at Arby's? Oh, now you owe me $30,000 and you can give it to me. So I'm You're giving you. that white girl at least a dime or something, but not a yeah. brick of anything. Nothing that, especially at Arby's, like, that's not going down at Arby's. No. I don't think so. <laughs> My kids worked at Arby's. I don't think so. There's just a lot of, like, old ladies smoking outside. <laughs> <laughs> mad at life because they still work at Arby's. Oh, you know what? You you make the world go round. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Arby's. Yeah, I don't like them either. The roast beef is not enticing. Those sandwiches, the roast beef no. sandwiches, they just look gross. Nothing there is enticing, especially when everybody's outside smoking cigarettes before they make your food. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. And... Reading these comments is like, people have so many crazy theories. So many crazy theories. Mm-hmm. Like, they analyze everything that the family said anytime they have talked to anyone, which I hate for the family. Yeah, that does suck. Because it's like, why did the mom automatically say check on Ashley? And they're like, well, maybe that's how it got reported because she could have said check on the kids or she could have said check on Ashley and I'll check the boys or. Yeah. They just like read into every detail and try to like blame the family and maybe it was inside job and like insanity. Yeah. And I hate that for them. Yeah. So I hate that in all these cases. People blame the family and. Or name, like, random people as suspects. Like, oh, maybe it was this person. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing when you do that. Like, Yeah, you you can ruin people's entire lives. And this family was grieving, and I'm pretty sure really fucking traumatized, because... Who wouldn't be? They were trying to sleep, and somebody killed their child. Yeah. And sister. In their own home. Yeah. Where you're supposed to be safe. But you're not. But you're not, as we all know that. You're never safe. Mm Mm-mm. No. So, what do you think? I I like the um, accidental uh, theory. I think that's the one I would go with. Yeah. The other one that I didn't mention was that she was having an affair with somebody that was older than her and broke it off and they were angry. Mm, yeah. 
Vengeful killings are always always on the table if that's plausible. So yeah. Yeah, I, mean, that I would have tried to not do it in a house full of people. The house full of people just throws me off. I think they think it's since it's nighttime and everything is dark that it's okay. I think that's why a lot of people do it. Yeah. I don't get it, but I think that's why people do it. Yeah, it's just it's weird to me. I think if I wanted to be a murderer, I wouldn't kill people in a house full of other people. Yeah, I don't relate to a lot of these thoughts. <laughs> Now people are like, oh, so she thinks about how she's going to kill people. <laughs> she's taking help with drug dealers. <laughs> oh my god. We're weird at night. We are. <laughs> but here we are. We're doing the best we can. We are. Good job. Thank you. Are you ready? I'm ready. What you got for me? I am doing the famous Jamie Kloss. Ooh. Are you familiar? I'm very familiar with this one. Ooh, okay. So, I only have two sources. Prime Crime and the Post Crescent. Okay. So, I'm going to take you to the scene of the crime. On October 15th, 2018, a Barron County dispatcher received a frantic call with noise rustling in the background, screaming, and then nothing but silence. The only word after listening to the 911 phone call was the word please. So I did listen to it and all I could hear was like pleading, please. That just got chills. My stomach dropped. I was like, oh God. Like I put myself in her shoes and I'm like, you know, you're begging for something right now and can't be good. No. The dispatcher sent. <clears throat> police officers to the residence of Denise, James, and Jamie Kloss, and the police officers made it to the residence only minutes after the call was ended. And that's important to remember. Nobody answered the door, so the officers had to open the door themselves and walked into a grisly crime scene. They shouted, Sheriff's Office, who's inside? In case someone was still there, but nobody responded. One officer was or walked into the living room and seen a pair of legs. Upon a closer look, Officer Sadani definitely could see that the man on the floor was missing half of his face. They identified the man as James Kloss that was shot in the face at point-blank range. Officers walk further into the residence and around the residence and uncover another dead body. The body of Denise Kloss was found in the bathroom in the bathtub, almost directly straight from the front door. Officers discovered that there was a lot missing from the residence, a gun, other small items, but most importantly, the daughter of James and Denise Kloss, Jamie. Barron County Sheriff Chris Fitzgerald, who, with state and federal officials, took this case into his own hands and made a promise that they would get answers and would bring Jamie home. So, the Barron County Police Department put out a mission, or I'm sorry, missing persons bulletin of Jamie Kloss. With her description, she was 13 years old at the time of the disappearance has strawberry blonde hair, five foot, 100 pounds, and has green eyes. The police organized search teams to help find Jamie. They canvassed the neighborhoods and even came up with a reward for anyone with information on the case. All efforts were expended to find Jamie. 
They were also overwhelmed with thousands of tips that flooded, and unfortunately, 95%, 95% of the tips when looked into proved that they were not helpful at all. Wow. Why do people do that? I, that was literally my next line. Just like, I don't understand how do you they think, think they were helpful. I don't know. I, and I know a lot of people do this, and I don't understand it. So investigators knew that they were in an uphill battle. Child abductions are harder and harder to work the more hours pass, and even with all of their efforts, nothing was adding up. After 48 hours, the trail dries up very quickly, and time and distance are not investigators' ally either. Nothing seemed to lead them to what happened to 13-year-old Jamie Kloss. The anxiety level in the tight-knit community grew as each day passed. Each day, the community knew that a little girl was somewhere out there, and they also knew that there was a murder on the loose as well. But her relatives, schoolmates, and the entire Barron community held out hope that Jamie would someday come home. So a week after the double homicide and the considered kidnapping case of the Klosses happened, at that time, Denise and James Kloss were being put to rest. Investigators believe that they had a break in the case. 32-year-old Kyle Honest was caught breaking and entering into the Kloss residence by police. Investigators arrested him and pulled him out for questioning as well. They were hoping that this would be the lead that they were looking for all this time. Unfortunately, this was only false hope. He was just a petty criminal looking to score off of an already grim situation. So he, so bogus. Yeah, he just broke in, was trying to go through the stuff that was left from a double homicide and kidnapping to see what he can score off of. <clears throat> this leaves police back to square one. Police, along with the community and the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, knew that they were running out of time, or maybe they already have. The more time passed, the less tips came in, the less media attention Jamie's case got, and the more distance the criminal at large got from the scene and the area. On January 10th, 2019, Douglas County Police Department received a 911 call from a Kristen Kazanskas? Yeah. (laughs) Her neighbor, Jean Nutter, was walking her dog back to her cabin and saw from a distance a young girl. The girl was walking towards Jeannie and was crying and saying, you gotta help me over and over again. Jean, or Jeannie, I think it's Jeannie, and Kristen then joined together as they were shocked and unsure of what was going on. All they knew is that the girl was in trouble and needed help. The woman knew that she was in trouble because she seemed like she left in a hurry. She was wearing a baggy sweatshirt, leggings, and shoes that were too big on her. Kristen told the dispatcher, I have a young girl at my house right now. She she says her name is Jamie Kloss. So it was about two-ish months out of the blue. Jamie miraculously appears from out of nowhere. She resurfaced in Gordon, Wisconsin, an hour away from her family home in Barron, Wisconsin. The dispatcher confirmed multiple times, or they asked multiple times, that the woman 
who called was 100% sure that this, in fact, was Jamie Kloss, and the woman did confirm without a doubt. Jamie explained that after her abductor told her he would be leaving the house for several hours, Jamie pushed away the weighted bins, trapping her under a twin bed in his room, slipped on a pair of his sneakers, and left exactly 88 days after the tragedy struck the Kloss's residence, Baron po- Police Department brought Jamie back home. Which is really rare. Usually for kids, you don't unfortunately see them again. Right. So while still on the phone with police, Jeannie asked Jamie when the man would be back. And Jamie responded that she thought he would be back to the residence she was being kept at by midnight. The 911 dispatcher replied, who is going to come back? To which Jamie responded, Jake Thomas Patterson. So the hunt for the 21-year-old ex-Marine commenced. Police so happened to locate him while driving in his car around the same neighborhood. They stopped him, and he immediately told police, I did it. He knew that there was no hiding anything at that point, and he was going down. When the officers put him in the car, they told him he was under arrest, to which he replied, hmm, for what? In a very casual and unshaken manner. And I actually heard it, and it was more like, Hmm. For what? And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Wow. When they sit Jake Patterson down, he admits that he was the one who murdered Denise and James Kloss, and that he kidnapped Jamie. At that kidnapping, and that kidnapping Jamie was his sole purpose. He confessed that he became obsessed with a 13-year-old girl after seeing her getting on a school bus. They did not know each other. She knew nothing about this man. After And after the day he spotted her, he formulated a plan to be with her. That's so creepy. Like, what business does a 20-year-old man have with a 13-year-old child? Like, you, how do you fantasize? How do you sexualize a little girl like that? Like, that is not a woman. No, and she wasn't even, like... A girl that tried to look like no. she was older. She looked like a child. Yeah. If you, uh, we're going to post pictures, but she looked like your average 13 year old girl. Mm-hmm. And getting on a school bus, come on. Yeah. That's so gross. By his own admission to police, he stated that the entire night only took four minutes in total. He shot James Kloss through the window on their lawn, he shot and kicked in the door. And then busted through the bathroom door and found Denise protecting her only child who was in the bathtub. So she was basically in front of her daughter, shielding her. And that's when so she had sad. the phone in her hand calling police and saying, please, because she was begging for her kid. He shot Denise point blank right in front of Jamie and then forcibly took her. He then dragged her out of the house, shoved her into the back of the trunk of his car and drove off. And then remember when I said that the cops were there at the residence in a matter of minutes? Mm-hmm. Well, as Jake is fleeing the scene with Jamie in the trunk, the cops fly past him to which he just casually pulls over to get out of their way, as most people do. Yeah. Uh, the cops slightly suspect his vehicle, and you can hear it on their dash cam. And they just pass him and... They noticed that he was going from the direction that they were going towards, too. 
Right. And the police department later blames this oversight on lack of manpower. So they basically said, well, we can go to the scene of the crime and then also follow this suspicious car. Right, because they don't have a lot of police there. Yeah, I guess. But, like, my... my, I I guess. They probably only had, like, one person able to go there right away. Yeah, they probably had, like, maybe two cops that were headed there. Yeah. So that sucked, though, because the guy just slipped through their fingers. Yeah, it's definitely not good planning. Mm -mm. Uh, Jake dragged Jamie out of the car into his home and held her hostage for two months. He forced her to sleep and spend most of her days shoved underneath his own bed. He had a pillow and a blanket there as if she were a dog. I actually seen a picture of it, too. So there's like this much space between the floor and his bed and just a little blanket and a little pillow under there. And that's where she slept. There's no way. I'll go crazy. Yeah. He would oftentimes not give her food and water, not let her out and withhold access to the bathroom. He would make her socialize with him as if they were a couple. He would sometimes make her sleep in the same bed as him, play games together, and talk. It was completely delusional to the fact that she just witnessed her parents being murdered, then being forcibly taken to an unknown man's house, and on top of that, to be treated like nothing happened, and that they were in some sort of perverted relationship. Yeah, that's so sick. His friends even commented that he seemed happier and in better spirits at this time. He loved the control he had over this young and innocent girl and even convinced himself that it was mutual love. And although she had fear, she had more strength and courage to overcome her fear. And that's how she escaped. The trial started for Jake Patterson, and investigators decided not to put Jamie through a trial. They did not want to re-traumatize her after what she all went through. He was charged with intentional homicide, kidnapping, and burglary. In a letter to the press while being incarcerated, he stated, This was mostly on impulse. I don't think like a serial killer. And I'm like, what the fuck is the difference? But doesn't he, though? You meticulously... You were in and out within four minutes. Yeah, and had a whole place to stash her. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Don't tell me that you don't he think, had like... A plan. Yeah, don't tell me that you don't... You didn't think this through, or that it was all on impulse. Maybe your impulses on trying to kidnap this underage girl, sure, you were acting on them, but it wasn't like you didn't think about it. Yeah. Bullshit. During the trial, he was asked why he did it, and he responded with, I didn't want to do it. The reason for this is complicated, and I just think he's a fucking pervert. Mm -hmm. He pleaded guilty to all charges and stated that he did not want to put Jamie through a trial, as if he gives a single turtle shit about that girl. Right. On May 24th, 2019, during his sentencing hearing, the topic of his parole was discussed, and he was and if he would be eligible at all for it. Multiple victim impact statements were read, including a letter that was read by the family attorney written by Jamie. In her victim impact statement, it states, I don't even want to see home or my stuff because of the memory of that night. My parents and my home were the most important thing in my life. He took them away from me. 
that will always leave me with a horrifying memory. But there are some things Jake Patterson can never take from me. He can't take my freedom. He thought he could own me, but he was wrong. I was smarter. I watched his routine and I took back my freedom. I will always have my freedom, but he will not. Jake Patterson, during this, cried his little crocodile tears. He said that he regrets it and he would take it back and that he would die to bring them back. Probably so he could still try to have her <laughs> in a different way. Gross. I don't believe any of anything that he said. No. I think he was just crying because he's, you know, get, he's going to prison. Mm-hmm. He's going to prison. This is the facts now. And it and didn't. He can't have her. Mm hmm. Uh, Judge Babbler has a last word. He stated, Your actions, ideas that you had are not normal. They are shockingly not normal. I have no idea what rehabilitation could be provided to you. No one suggested rehabilitation because even from your own side, doctors can't seem to find anything wrong with you. And these crimes rank amongst the most heinous and dangerous I've seen either here or anywhere else in the state of Wisconsin or perhaps in the United States. And I understand that, that the judge is upset, but that's a little outlandish to say. I, I know that this is a her- really horrific case, but we're f- we're the Dahmer and Gein state. Yeah. Like, that is, that is leveling up. Yeah, for that area, it's probably quite shocking. Yeah, but not for Wisconsin or the United States in general. We're like the serial killer capital of the country. It's, yeah, and like, Ed Gein skinned fucking dead bodies. Like, that, that's horrific. Yeah. So, the judge continues and read the, the own written words from the defendant. He started, she was the first girl I saw once I had those ideas in my head. And then Jake actually interrupts the judge and says, why don't you read the the rest of the letter? I wrote a bunch of other stuff in there. You guys just ignored it all. The judge basically cuts him off and says that there is no doubt in his mind that he is the most dangerous man on this planet. And then sentenced Jake Pat, or Patterson to two life terms without the possibility of parole plus an additional 40 years in Dodge Correctional Institution in Wapan. Jake Patterson shook his head the entire time. I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? He will have to spend the rest of his life in prison marked as a child predator to which he has already been assaulted because of his charges against a minor. Good. I did read that in July 2019, he was transferred to a New Mexico prison due to concerns about his safety if he remained in Wisconsin. I did see that he, like, he did get assaulted by another inmate because of that. And I'm like, whoop his ass, dude. Seriously. That's like that guy in Alaska that keeps killing the child sex offenders. What? Yeah, there's an inmate in Alaska that's killed multiple child predators in prison i i love that yeah i hope that he's not horrific i don't know what he did to get to prison but i'm hoping it's drug related it obviously wasn't anything to do with children (laughs) yeah no he does not tolerate that like i'm not getting out anyways right yeah you might as well i might as well save the world yeah oh yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> cleanse this world. Um, Jamie is now being raised by her family members, her aunt specifically. They had stated that they and she won't allow what happened in 2018 to influence her life or her happiness. Among the people nationwide that closely followed the Kloss case was Mary Wagner, the mother of Larry Deppies. For those of you who do not remember, Fallon covered uh, Lori's yeah. disappearance in episode one. Lori disappeared without a trace on August 19, 1992, after driving to her boyfriend's apartment in Menasha. Lori is among 89 Wisconsin residents who are considered missing by the Wisconsin Department of Justice. The National Center of Missing and Exploited Children lists 44 missing children in Wisconsin. Mary Wagner stated this case had an absolutely fabulous ending because she escaped against all odds. I gave her all the credit in the world for getting away. Even to this day, after 28 years plus, I still think that maybe there is hope. The dramatic case was viewed across the country as a shining example of hope for families of abducted and endangered children. Jamie's daring escape to freedom remains a beacon of hope to this day for everyone. What Jamie had to go through was horrific, but she demonstrated courage, bravery, and hope, especially at a young age. And that is the story of the double homicide of Denise and Jamie Kloss. May they rest in peace. And the abduction and escape of Jamie Kloss. She is a true Wisconsin champion. She is. I hope she's doing well, though. Me too. And I did hear, or I listened to an interview that her aunt um, spoke on her behalf and on the family's behalf. And she said, you know, thank you for giving her space and patience. Mm -hmm. She's going to come out and talk when she's ready. And I don't think anybody should ever force her story to come out. Like, it doesn't, it's not for you. Right, it's I agree. Her life, it's her own, her own trauma, like Lieberby. I agree. And that is it. I was so shocked when they found her. I did too. I remember when she was still missing. A lot of people like theorize that she did it. Did you hear oh, that? Like the gypsy. Yes. Gypsy and whatever the yeah. girl. Yeah. And. Well, and then this happened, and I'm like, holy shit, she actually was, like, really abducted. I always thought she was really abducted, and it really freaked me out, because nobody seemed to know why she would have been abducted. And that's the thing, like, why should anybody know why, if it was just some random perverted man just observing her from a distance? Right. How could you predict that? I think that's what's so hard about a lot of these cold cases, though, is we're always mm. looking for connections with people that they know. Yeah, you're and right. there's people like this. He knew her. She didn't know him. Right, right. She was just going about her life, and he was watching everything. I know. I often think about that. Like, how many people notice me, and how many people do I not notice that... A lot. Yeah, and it's freaky. It is. Oh. <laughs> so, I think the gym guy listened do you? Yeah, because I've seen him once since, and he's looked at me and hasn't said a goddamn word to me. I bet he did. Right? But, okay, how does he know my name? 
How does he know I have a podcast? How did he find me? And now he's probably salty and I'm a little scared. <laughs> that is scary. Right? I'm glad he's not talking to you, but that's true. Yeah. How does he know who you I are? I never said my name. Never, ever, ever. And you don't use your real name for the podcast. Right. <laughs> Spoiler <I> alert. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what it is. <laughs> can delete it no it's okay <laughs> it's not it's not a secret i don't think well we tried to have a competition but nobody oh yeah nobody won our competition no oh well so it's cats out of the bag it is uh yeah so, so that's even creepier it's more creepy more creepy we asked somebody that knows you uh, oh god damn it people i hope people don't talk like I hope so either. I hate stalking is like the scariest thing to me. I, and I don't really think that I've ever really been stalked, but how do you know? I was going to say, how do you know? How do you know that? I certainly don't. I hardly know when somebody likes me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're one of those women that are like, don't know how beautiful you are. That people just want you everywhere you go. (laughs) literally the words like that just came out of your mouth comes out of jake's mouth all the time he's just like oh you're just so stupid (laughs) no in a loving way in a loving way yeah i know but it's like he would witness somebody hitting on me and i'm like (laughs) and i don't i can't tell i don't know Hmm. i don't get it i have a sister like that do you yeah is it the sister i met no oh she knows she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a shy sister. That's does that really does pretty? That and irritate her husband you? tells her, like, these people want you. And yeah. she's like, nah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I totally like, relate to that. And people think she's flirting and she's just, like, being be normal. Yeah. She doesn't have any interest. She's just. No. She doesn't know people flirting with her. Yeah. No. She doesn't know how pretty she is. Just like you. Oh. That's a good note to end that on. um anything else i don't think so okay well we hope that you rate review subscribe and follow and submit all of your stories to us we would love to read them yeah um give us your center tales we want them yeah if you guys want to send us emails in your own words that we can read make yeah. sure you tell us like you can share my information oh yeah yeah because sometimes like i mean i gotta guess then yeah we're not going to share unless you tell us like hey right you can say it was me mm-hmm, right we respect your privacy yes maybe you want to use an alias so yes. you don't get stalked i you know i do <laughs> in case you piss people off like i do right yeah <laughs> okay yeah i feel I good about that it. yeah All right. We love you. We do. Bye. Bye. (laughs) All the Sins of Wisconsin was written, recorded, edited, and produced by Fallon and Mims. Thank you so much to all of our listeners, supporters, friends, and family that continually allow us to do what we love. If you love our show as much as we love you, please give us a glowing rating and review. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see what we are up to and email us your center tales at allthesinsofwi at gmail.com. 
episodes of All the Sins of Wisconsin are available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't Don't forget, forget, we we love you. you.